Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Happy Monday, folks. I'm Paul Ross, and you, my friends, are listening to the very first TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. And we begin today's pod with the reaction to Sunday's Premier League football where High Fly and West Ham, come on, you Irons, beat Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. Leicester City were victorious at Aston Villa. Man City won their 18th, you heard me right, 18th game in a row with a TalkSport pundit backing them to go on and win the quadruple. But we start with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after Man United beat Newcastle at Old Trafford. Well, full time it is Manchester United 3 Newcastle United 1 so Manchester United moved to second place in the Premier League we had to uh, find a way to win it second half of course because first half wasn't up to the standard we wanted maybe because of uh, Newcastle maybe because of what we did during the week we uh, we asked them to go again uh, after a very high intensity game against Sociedad and uh, it took us till half time to get our legs uh, and get our energy this is brilliant from Marcus Rashford short play it into him on the left hand side he's in a left wing position and it's all his own work it's what he's been doing his, his whole life he's been a forward he's so technical quick feet it was a great strike the first goal after a couple of nice dummies so uh, he can still learn he can still be so much better and that's a good thing with uh, with our team they, there are so many young young lads that we can uh, make even better Coley talk yeah. to me about Martial as a, as a centre forward do you see him as a centre forward? No, I'm, no, I don't see him as a centre forward. I'm, I've said many times it would Martial as well. He, he's blessed with so many attributes, i.e., his pace, but he never actually looks to use it to run in behind. You know, but Marcus plays off the left as well. That's so the problem. I, I don't isn't think it? Marcus uh, really wants to play centre forward even. No, no doubt, that's um, a situation Manchester United would look to resolve come the summer. Poor header from Maguire, and there's some maximum. It dropped to him, and he's cracked it in on the half volley into the roof of the net. Maybe Maguire is, is, is weighed down by the pressure of being captain of the institution that is Manchester United. So I think you can flip it around and say Fernandez, I think, can handle. Um, that burden. Mm. I'm not sure Maguire does. And maybe if he gives the armband up, then perhaps he can just focus on trying to be a decent defender because there is a good defender in there, but he makes too many mistakes. Newcastle now just three points above Fulham. They've got one eye on that drop zone now. I'm still convinced we'll be okay. 
you know, we've been open to criticism, but we've been dealt a big blow in terms of COVID, in terms of injuries to big players. You know, since COVID hit us, we were going along very, very well. And unfortunately, it wiped us out physically. Two, three players missed, I don't know, two, three months, which is too long. They're 25 games unbeaten and the champions-elect say 10 points clear of second place Leicester. It's finished here at the Emirates. Arsenal nil, Manchester City won. In the first half, the last 20, 30 minutes, the first half, they were better, much better than us. And we suffer. But uh, in the halftime, we just something in the pressing and the way we play was more control. Ninth goal of the season for Raheem Sterling. Manchester City lead already. It's Arsenal nil, Manchester City won. This is finished now. It's on to, you know, midweek in the Champions League and then, you know, again on the weekend. So that's that's our focus now is once one game's finished, you know, we look forward to the next one and, and try to get that result there. He heads the ball, he goes into the right place and um, and it's exactly the game that they want and more even playing with a false nine because then they have to attract you, you have to start to jump and they can generate overloads in many areas with the quality of the players that they have. I think the quadruple is more than doable but there's still something about this Champions League I'm not quite sure and I think they've got the best team I don't doubt that for a second but we've already seen in the, in the last couple he's had the best team for a while where they're playing all this free-flowing great football but they make a couple of mistakes with it's team selection or they lose games they shouldn't lose I think if they eradicate that, then I think the quadruple is, is more than doable. What a huge victory for West Ham United. David Moyes has finally beaten Jose Mourinho, but more significantly, West Ham United are into the top four. They are London's top team. If you're going to have real ambitions of the top four, then these are the games you've got to win, and they've got over the line again. We're not top four contenders, not with the, not with the teams around us and the teams below us. You know, things happen in football. We, I don't think MD ever thought Leicester would win the Premier League. I don't think many people would think that West Ham would be in the top four, and they, they've got a good chance that they'll be right. But while we're there, why would we not challenge for it? Why would we not go for it? You know, I'm certainly not going to be negative about it. I think uh, it's not easy to come to, to matches and... Uh, immediately concede a, a bad goal like we did. With a dangerous ball into the penalty area, the initial shot is saved, but the rebound is turned in by Mikhail Antonio. I don't think he's what a team that is not getting good results in the in the Premier League needs. I saw some teams by body, some players by body language really disappointed with, with that situation uh, because we work on trying to... Um, to resolve problems, but some of the problems are not collectively, are individual, and that is more difficult. Belated celebrations from Jesse Lingard. West Ham 2, Tottenham 0. The Hammers heading for the top four. Spurs remain mired in mid-table. We are always punished by um, our defensive uh, mistakes that also have an impact in the way the team then plays because it's hard to lift the morale, it's hard for the most attacking players to have that belief when we know that sooner or later normally we are going to be punished. Parried by Martinez into the path of Harvey Barnes and that's his 13th goal of the season. Leicester running riot here. First half we were, were excellent in our football but, but equally important our defending. We pressed the game really hard and aggressive and didn't give away too many opportunities and then we took our goals really, really well. So, uh, yeah, delighted we, with the performance overall. We were good enough to go and beat Leicester City today with a team that was out there. Jack is an exceptional player, but we've got a, a very good team here at, at the football club at the moment. But if we're playing like that in the first half, whether Jack's playing or not, we don't win the game. 
Meanwhile, Liverpool's season hit yet another low as they suffered their first defeat at home to Everton in the Merseyside derby since 1999, making it a fourth straight Premier League loss. We'll hear from Darren Bent and Darren Ambrose on the possibility of the Reds finishing outside the top four as they're now languishing in sixth, five points off the mighty Irons. But we start with the Liverpool manager. Here he is, a far from happy Jurgen Klopp. And Everton leading the Merseyside derby and Richarlison has scored in another game at Anfield. We've seen an early goal which we have to defend better, which we have to just to do better in that moment. So um, they scored a goal. Uh, it didn't decide the game, but it gave the game a direction, a direction you don't want. And um, yes, I have to see the, the performance as well, which was obviously a part of the two moments where we conceded, or maybe only the one moment where we conceded. It was a really good performance. It'll just be... It's so all destroying if, if Liverpool don't reach the uh, Champions League, and at the moment it doesn't. Nowhere near, nowhere near, and it's it's just going from bad to worse. It used to be a fortress, Anfield, didn't it? Until the last few months, where I think that's four in a row they've now lost at home. Prior to that, they couldn't lose, but they've just lost confidence. They're just completely off the pace. They're not doing the same things that they were doing previously, which was getting them the results. I think they're feeling sorry for themselves a bit. Mm. You know, Henderson went off, and then. There's no other leaders on the pitch for me. I didn't see any other leaders when Henderson went off. It was like, OK, we lost a goal. Was there a big intent for them to get back in the game? The Toffees will be zooming. They'll be FaceTiming their red mates tonight. Copites will be pressing foul. the big red decline button all over the city. That's the 2021 equivalent of sneaking out the back door of the pub. We're incredibly unlucky. Incredibly unlucky with injuries. Every little bit of luck seems to go against us at the moment. It must be unprecedented, the amount of injuries to get in the same position over and over again. The, the big problem at the moment is what you're seeing in that Liverpool side is a complete lack of confidence. All four of our first three defenders have been ruled out for the season mm. and we're having to play midfielders you know, in centre-back positions. This has been a season, a nightmare season for Liverpool. Everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong and with that, not only that, performances. I can't think of a Liverpool player that's even got close to playing as well as he did last season. Are you saying they're not going to win again this season? I, I think so. I think they will. I think they're too good of a team with too good of a players to not win again. But I think the alarm bells are there. What top centre forward? We're talking about top centre forwards, top centre halves. All right, Van Dijk, Gomez, they're going to be fit again. But who's to say they're going to stay fit? Who's to say they're going to want, want to stay who can they attract if they finish 6th, 7th in the league this season? The Everton players embrace. Duncan Ferguson looks as if he's about to burst into tears. Evertonians all over Merseyside probably are because it's finished Liverpool nil. Everton 2. Ancelotti's probably thought, you know what? I, I like playing 4-4-2. I like playing attacking. But this game, I don't care. I'm just going to win the game. I don't care if I'm negative and I sit behind the ball because... Look at Jose Mourinho at the start of the season. We were giving him thumbs up for playing negative football and getting results. So I don't blame Everton for their um, tactics today. They got the result and they deserved it. I think I put Coleman in a different position just, just to, to fix the position of uh, Robertson. Our captain did a fantastic game, really well, really focused. But for the rest, I, th there were not a lot of differences. The blue godfather does it again. What a genius. What an absolute <laughs> genius. I'm almost speechless by how positive I am for the first time in a long long time the togetherness and that is just so fantastic to see you know we haven't had that at Everton for a long time and that's what's been missing Carlo and Duncan have, have given us that, that belief Fulham boosted their chances of survival, beating bottom of the table Sheffield United 1-0 thanks to a goal from Ademola Lukman on game day. The Cottagers are now in touching distance of Newcastle United, sitting just three points behind Steve Bruce's side. After the game, TalkSport's Joe Shannon spoke to Fulham boss Scott Parker. Ademola Lukman! 
the goalkeeper and scores Fulham's most important goal of the Premier League season so far. It's been a massive week for us, to be quite honest with you. We've, we've gone into this week, three games, seven points. Like I keep saying, this team have a real belief about them and I thought we showed that from start to finish today. Dominated the game for large parts in the first half. Just felt probably an attacking part of our game wasn't sharp at their moments, didn't commit enough bodies. You know, the last 15 minutes, you have to weather it a bit and we showed that side another clean sheet tonight. So, um, big week for us. It's a, it's, a, it's a massive win. Now, Chelsea drew 1-1 with Southampton on game day, but one of the big talking points was the Blues boss Thomas Tuchel subbing off the substitute Callum Hudson-Odoi. That's the first time that's happened in the Premier League this season. We'll get the take of uh, Gabby of Lahore and Tony Cascarina, but first up, here's the former Paris Saint-Germain boss and why he made the decision. Jorginho has gone on and Hakim Ziyech is on now in place of Callum Hudson-Odoi. So two changes there made for Chelsea. No, it was not the game plan. I was not happy with his attitude uh, against the ball. He forgot the counter-pressing situation sometimes. So I expected that from that. We talked about it, that we need his, his energy and his, his drive and his work rate from, from the games. I trust him a lot. He played, um, I think, every match. But today I was not happy. I had the feeling he, he, he could not help and he, he did not accept the intensity that is needed. And so I took this decision. It's a hard decision today, but tomorrow is forgotten. I couldn't work out why he took him off. Mm. It wasn't like I felt he hasn't trapped anybody. He hasn't filled a space. He hasn't spread wide for when the play would want to come inside. He's he's doing all that while I'm watching the game. So it was a strange decision. I just don't know to see it, to be honest, for any player to go through that, and especially a young player. And I just hope that it doesn't affect his confidence because, for me, he was very harsh. But if Tuchel's going to do that, then I just hope he has that same sort of um, decision if Werner isn't doing the right things or these other maybe bigger stars. I'm sorry, he was at PSG and he didn't talk to Neymar like that and loads of games I watched where Neymar didn't do the things that he did and he never substituted Neymar. It's a 20-year-old lad that he substituted and made an example of. That I'm not so comfortable with because I didn't see anything wrong that he'd done. Now, we've seen some pretty sensational volleys in recent weeks from the likes of Danny Ings and Matt Loughton. So on game day, Trevor Sinclair decided to take a look into the art of volleying. And while there's nothing quite like the buzz of a volleyed goal. Football has been through many changes down the years, but one thing that remains the same is our love for the volleyed goal. I think every footballer wants to be able to volley the ball spectacularly because it just looks so good. There's Ardiles, there's Huddle! Oh, special! Oh, it's a brilliant goal! Everyone knows it's a hard technique. Yeah, even in training, if you hit a volley in, all the players love it, especially the defenders who can't do it. There's long range, short range, half volley, there's over the shoulder, there's self-set-up volleys, side foot volleys, cutting across the ball volleys, volleys on the turn, back flick volleys. But the ultimate volley has to be the overhead kick, which I don't like talking about too much. Oh, go on then. Towards Sinclair! What a goal! Trevor Sinclair! The perfect overhead kick! The best one I witnessed and also got the assist for, if you don't mind, was my teammate Paolo Di Canio. This is a volley. Sinclair's cross over Cunningham. Di Canio! I do not believe that! That is sensational! 
Kind of sums up the fella really, he was a, an ultimate professional. After training he used to do a lot of work on his own. He'd get one of the coaches or one of the young players, Joe Cole or someone like that, and, and just do work, you know, finishing, turns, turns and finishes, first touch and finishes. He was really, really good pro and he, he actually helped me massively in my career and my professionalism. You're just a good Former Man United striker Mark Hughes was king of the volleys in the late 80s and 90s. But as he explains, it was a mixture of instinct and being in the right position. Things used to drop to me on the edge of the box, so on occasion I just do something uh, that popped into my mind, something athletic, something acrobatic. And I used to say about the volleys that the reason I scored so many volleys was that I wasn't particularly good at headed. Eight's on the volley with a stunning finish for Southampton. So let's look at the technique from Danny Ings last weekend. The cross comes over from the left. He lets it run across his body. He gets his body in the right position and then almost cuts across the ball from where it came from. And the contact had to be perfect. Puts a little bit of fade on it, but also puts enough power into the shot that it's going to go into the goal. And I have to say, it's something that doesn't come familiar to me and I think that's a superb finish. Southampton teammate Stuart Armstrong, who did all the work, by the way, said it was a perfect goal. To be fair to Ings, he did shout, cut it back, so I've swung it in an area, hopefully he'll be in. To be fair, Ings' technique is um, ridiculously nice. Obviously, it's about practice, 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 but is there any more to it? Hi, I'm Andros Townsend, Crystal Palace winger. You just literally have to focus on the ball and nothing but the ball. If you're worried about, oh, I may get, I may get tackled here or I may get closed down or this person may intercept the ball, you've got no chance. Hi, I'm Darren Ambrose, former Newcastle, Charlton and Crystal Palace midfielder. It's more timing and technique than power. A lot of people make the mistake, they try and hit it as hard as they can. I'm Dean Ashton, former crew, Norwich and West Ham striker. Balance is key. Being able to have a strong core and not let yourself fall away from the volley is also so important. Mickey Gray, former Sunderland fullback. I remember being in the England squad and Kevin Keegan asked me to float balls to the edge of the 18-yard area for Scolzi and I don't think he missed. It was all about technique, keeping your head over the ball, getting your laces through it. And every single strike was just pure. Dean Saunders, former Liverpool, Aston Villa and Wales striker. I learned this technique when I was young at Swansea and I used to hit the ball at a wall. And if I hit it over the wall, I had to run around the ground to get it back. So I learned how to keep the ball down, which means you've got to drop your left shoulder towards the ground, which allows you to, to bring you... If you're kicking it with your right leg, your left shoulder goes down. You can then lift your leg above the ball and hit down on the ball. So the ball's got backspin on it as you hit it. Now there is Rooney! Oh my goodness me! That is one of the strikes of the season! You know, I used to always practice volleys, heading, whatever I felt I needed to improve on. And even when I felt I was very good at it, um, I continued to practice. So, um, And even when you practice all the time, um, I hit a fair few which went in the top of the stands as well. So um, it's practice, but also a bit of luck. Practice and luck, says Rooney. But I also think it's about timing, ability and athleticism. I think the reason we love volleys is, one, it can end up in row Z, which is pretty embarrassing. So there's a bit of bravery involved anyway. But two, when you catch the perfect volley, there's just that moment in time where you gasp and think, wow, that's got a chance of going in. And actually, if it hits the back of the net, there's no better feeling.
And that just about wraps our first podcast up in a nice big claret and blue bow. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm back on overnights on TalkSport from 1am right after the Sports Bar have taken your calls on the big M23 derby between Brighton and Crystal Palace. There'll also be Jason Cundy addressing the small matter of uh, West Ham looking down on Chelsea in the Premier League. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily poddies out first thing in the morning when Andy Goldstein returns. Until then, be safe everyone. Be safe. Even you, Andy. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.